We're in O'Connell's chat and tunes with the Cranberries on Today FM. It is time for a very special hour of the show. It's Chats and Tunes with the Cranberries and I got the word that the Cranberries were willing to sit down with me on the day their final album was to be released. Today is that day. In a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by Noel Hogan, Mike Hogan and Fergal Lawler, the remaining members of the Cranberries. And to get us ready, I'm going to play the first song from their brand new and last ever album as a group. Here is All Over Now from the new album In The End by the Cranberries on Today FM. listening to Today FM and we have been promising this for you for a very long time. We have got three members of the Cranberries with us in studio, Nola, Mike Hogan and Fergal Lawler. Hello, how Hi, are hello. you? Good, Good It's lovely, absolutely lovely to have you here, but obviously it is a very, very strange thing because we're talking about your brand new album, In The End, which is released today. I've been listening to it and it's absolutely amazing. But Noel, yourself and Dolores were writing these songs in 2017 and it was kind of, you know, over email doing your thing was there a long discussion about whether to release this music after Dolores died um, not really I think once we the demos were kind of put together and we set up a kind of a, a WhatsApp group between the three of us and our producer Stephen Street and basically put them up there so we all started listening through and when you listen to them in kind of in a row the 11 tracks the thought was look this would be madness not to to release this album or, or to even attempt to record it properly and once we spoke to Dolores' family and kind of got their feedback um, which was really positive they were you know look you work away we trust you mm. they knew how excited Dolores was about doing this album so there was kind of a lot of emotion obviously it was very close to the time that Dolores passed away and there was a kind of momentum going there where we were kind of excited about these tracks the demos and um I think it was the 16th of April last year was the very first day we went in to record. Fergal, did it enter your mind that um, that Dolores herself sent a message the night she died and it said, these are effing terribly good songs? Was that something that you were thinking about that was like, okay, she was well yeah, into this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, being in the studio when we were wor- working and kind of really focused on the material, uh, uh, might have been... St- was a couple of times I was kind of struggling to get a really good quality take or whatever. And you're kind of thinking, talking to myself, kind of saying, you know, get it together and do this for her kind of thing, you know. So that wasn't in the back of my mind, definitely, yeah. yeah. And Noel, you said that you kept on expecting her to walk in mm. and say, that was no good. Is that the strangest yet lovely and endearing thing, sort yeah. of monkey to have on your back? Yeah, yeah, Um and like it's been like that like a lot there's that healthy kind of competition within a band you know um, that you're worried about what the others will think all the time and you're trying it, it, it pushes you and makes you better that's the difference I think between being a solo artist and being in a band you mm. know it, it's a democracy where everyone has their say so if you do something that isn't really going to help the song the others will tell you um, and look even to this day you kind of half expect Dolores to ring you or email you or, you know, you're still, it's just a weird feeling not having her around. But particularly within that environment in the studio, we, you know, we had a, a way of working 
and it was that we would work during the day. The doors didn't like hanging around. She'd mm-hmm. come in, she'd lay down her vocal, say on a Monday, and we'd tip away and work that, and then the doors would come back in the evening and start doing her vocals, and she'd listen through what we did that day. So around that time every day, you did expect her to come in, kind of listen through what you've done, you know, and tell you what's right and wrong about it. Um, and then you go home at night and you listen to what you do yourself anyway. And of course, there she is again, kind of screaming through the speakers at you. Yeah. And it brings back more memories. So it was it was really weird. But um, I think, like we've been talking a lot lately, it's hard to imagine that time now without doing the album. Like I think it helped all of us. It was like almost like a bit of therapy for each of us, really, because it it was a way to to kind of focus on something else other than the fact that she wasn't here anymore. Did you realize that at the time? Do you think, Mike, that it was a form of therapy, or is it only in yeah, hindsight yeah. now that you're doing all this? No, no, it definitely was. I mean, it did it did help us through through that period that we could just go in and kind of concentrate and just do that. Um, it took our mind off it in, in a certain way. If we'd waited a year on to do this album, I don't think the same emotion would have been in it as it was then, you know. When so. you did it kind of raw like that, yeah, it was exactly, there. Yeah, yeah. And what's that WhatsApp group like now? If people, like if your fans knew there's a WhatsApp group of the three of you and Stephen Street. <laughs> it's more abuse yeah, now. It's yeah. more abuse. <laughs> yeah, it's there still, yeah. but there's a yeah. lot of abuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to yeah. shut down yeah. that actually. Yeah, your theory, of game, <laughs> yeah. your theory of Game of Thrones is totally yeah. wrong, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. So this album... Uh, it's called In The End. What one has really, really stuck with you, Noel? I guess the title track, In The End, is probably, I think a lot of people will, you know, probably even struggle in the beginning to listen to, you know. Um, for us, it was the last song we recorded for this album on the, the last day that the three of us sat in a room together to do a Cranberries album. So it just, it was weird the way it, it just panned out that, that song is in the end, the title of it. It became the title mm. of the album and it was the end of the Cranberries recording as the Cranberries together. Let's talk about that for a minute. I suppose that's that's the thing, Fergal. Uh, it, it, that's it, the Cranberries together. This mm. is the last album. Like even I'm saying it as a fan and I'm finding that really difficult to think about. Yeah. Like is that is that weird when you came it to is. the end, the last day when you finished? Oh yeah, it was very emotion because you you listen back to the whole album as a whole through the big speakers and kind of turn it up loud usually that's what happens the last day you know to hear the whole album it it, it was a hugely emotional thing but um as far as recording and playing live goes that's that's it but i mean we have a huge back catalog that will there's always going to be something happening with interviews and and talking about older material and there's a, a box set of No Need to Argue coming out at some stage. So there's always kind of little bits that it, we'll be doing together. But as far as recording and, and, you know, new material or anything like that, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, we've had a huge, long career and more than anything we ever expected. So we're very grateful for that as well. Yeah, that's a beautiful, like a beautiful thing. It's also very tough, I think, for mm-hmm. you and for your fans. And we realise that. And it's amazing that you have to go through all this again. Yeah. Well, let's take this time right now to play um, the title track of the album. Um, I'm here with Mike Nolan Fergal from The Cranberries. Here is In The End on Today FM. <laughs> Nothing that you wanted In the end 
That's the title track from the Cranberries' brand new album, In the End, released today. We've been playing that for quite a few weeks on the show. It's beautiful, evocative and more than a little heartbreaking. Coming up, we're going to be chatting to Noel, Fergal and Mike about their beginnings, Dolores and hitting it big time right here on Today FM. Chat and Tunes with the Cranberries and Today FM's Mwiran O'Connell. That was Linger on Today FM. It's Maureen O'Connell with you and I am here with the Cranberries. We have got Mike and Noel Hogan and Fergal Lawler with us. Let's go back to the start of it all. Now, Mike, I don't think anyone needs to know how yourself and Noel know each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about, let's go, can we talk about breakdancing, Fergal? Yes, we can. I know it's going to come up. It yeah. has to come up. Yeah. You meant Noel I know, by it's breakdancing. Yeah. Huge scene in Limerick in the 80s. There was, yeah, yeah. 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 And then decided to become musicians. Of, yeah, yeah. You know, got into the cure, <laughs> then and kind of became cure heads. Like this is like in the space of a couple of years. Yeah, and then we started seeing local bands playing, and then said, "Hmm, hold on a second, we could maybe buy some instruments and try this thing out." So, so you go off, you become cure heads, and then you've got the cranberry sauce. And Niall Quinn was the original singer, and he goes off to do his own thing mm. with his other band because he was greedy, 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 and he introduced <laughs> you to Dolores, and. When she first auditioned, if I'm not mistaken, it was, you know, it's the story. It's about the Casio keyboard under the arm. Yeah, and yeah. Mike, she was wearing a shiny pink tracksuit. Oh, lads, I know that was going to come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were very impressed with the shiny pink tracksuit, yeah. weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Look, I suppose uh, for herself, like it was fair play to her looking back on it cause, because we were there in the room, the three of us, and all her friends were sitting around the room as well. Had no business being there, really. <laughs> and she walks in with the keyboard and the pink pants, and fair play, like she sh- set up her keyboard and started singing, and straight away we were kind of blown away by her voice. Like the funny thing is, she could play better than us because we were oh yeah, a I bit mean, shy at the time, like cause we, because we weren't playing that long, really. You How know, long we were you playing at this stage? A year and a half, maybe. If even, God, if even that, yeah. say, if yeah. even that. I mean, we we bought instruments and started the band like the next day. Kind of, it was almost. Yeah. As simple as that. That was it. Yeah. So you're learning a G chord going, we're in a yeah. band, yeah. let's go. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of that. But Dolores G. had been playing since she was a child, you know, between singing lessons, piano lessons, whatever, you know, all yeah. the kind of, she'd done the whole thing. So musically, she was years <laughs> ahead of us. Um, and then, you know, we're all standing there, it's like, hey, nice to meet you, you know, the usual. And then, but then she starts singing and you're all there like going let's shut everyone up pretty quickly yeah. musically we connected straight away we gave her a tape of the music we had for Linger we recorded on a cassette tape she took it away and she came back the next week with the lyrics and vocal melody and the, the string line even I think she had that's outrageous <laughs> did you have like five Noel at the time five guitar chords about that yeah and four of them in Linger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, so the extra song was one chord. And and then you're ready because you know you were there was a thriving music scene in Limerick and yeah. you were ready to go out there. And I know that it was um uh Burr Angley, the ENS officer yeah. of yeah, yeah. UL, you know, he was yeah. in the students' union in the eighties and nineties. He said that when you were there, like the stables is going to have to be renamed after you, all the stories come out of you. They said that you were first petrified when you performed yeah. oh, in yeah. the stables except Fergal. No, I was the worst. <laughs> I used to get physically sick before going on stage. I was so nervous. There's the amount of stories about, I know Fergal was grand. He was a bit of a lad, <laughs> is what Eugene Larkin right said about lad, him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> were you puking? Oh, big time, yeah. Noel, how so, were you? We were all very nervous. You know, Dolores sang with her back to the crowd. She yeah. faced Fergal, eyes closed. But it didn't seem to matter, even though nobody knew what we looked like. <laughs> 
you know, it's just three heads of hair and a girl's the back of her head. And I mean, but people just kept coming. Yeah. The time, I suppose. They were because <laughs> yeah. you know you were playing free gigs, and next thing they were like, Do you know what? We'll make we'll make some money out of these guys, yeah. and they yeah. put you on the yeah. paid night, yeah. which is fairly handy. And then you got to fast forward to UL Rag Week, April nineteen ninety one. To the gorgeous surrounds of a warehouse in Jet mm. in the Jetland Centre. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a fantastic <coughs> place! But the place was packed, mm. and there was thirty-two A&R men that had flown to see ye in Limerick, do your thing in the Jetland Centre, and they had to queue up outside to meet you, Fergal, to kind yeah. of get a few minutes with you. Yeah. Um it's, it's a bit of a blur. Half of them didn't even know who we were, I'd say, and they were just jumping on the bandwagon in case somebody else would sign them before they got to sign us kind yeah. of thing but we actually I don't think Denny was even there uh, the Island Records were even there at that one and we liked him the best he was a, the A&R man that signed us Denny yep, Cordell. Cordell he was a real music guy and he was into letting us develop as a band rather than throwing money at us and saying hey I'm going to sign you and make you a star you know he wasn't one of those kind of guys because that's kind of the, the story then you know for when you're you're going around Europe you've had a lukewarm response here mm. at home and in the UK and you're touring with the Hothouse Flowers <laughs> in Germany and things haven't gone your way and did you kind of treat that like was it was it like a, hol- a paid a holiday. holiday exactly yeah because yeah. nobody in the audience knew us we were early 20s and it was early summer springtime kind of in, in Europe and the sun was beating down and we were like delighted in a big adventure around, around across Europe in a bus yeah. So then the phone call came in saying, you know, you need to come over to the States right now because it's starting to take off on college radio. And this was this was Linger. It was college yeah, radio yeah. in the States and then MTV, who mm, at that time were like in. Atlantic yeah. 252. You're going to yeah. hear the same song yeah, yeah. Yeah. every yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I think there was yeah, only like five videos ever made at that point. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, yeah. so they had to just <laughs> keep rotating yeah. those videos. Yeah. So you're over there, but you've got... People getting to know your names like Michael Stipe. Did it matter to you to break at home or were you like, sure, listen, we're happy over here? We never really thought of it. Um, we'd done that tour then for about three three months, came home for two weeks. Things were picking up at home with it. So when we got back after the second three months, we landed in Shannon Airport and we came off the plane. There was press everywhere, like in TV and reporters. And we never really think about it because you're kind of in your own bubble, like you just kind of just get on with what you're doing, like. And I remember, like a bunch of us asking our parents, "Could we go into town on the bus by ourselves, <laughs> just to see if we could get a look at the cranberries?" Like, oh, did you did that happen to you when you're going down the street, Mike? That you were like, "Oh God, there's not kids in Limerick, everywhere." No, no, no. You wouldn't. You'd be put in your place, like you'd be, you know. It's it's um no. I mean, like the good thing for us, well, especially the three of us, we could always come back and relax. I think Dolores had a bit more. Um, press in her face and people in her face and things like that which was quite tough as well for her at the time you know did that ever make you feel uh, incredible I would assume a protective of her Noel mm. to be like just leave Always her alone like, for you, you know to the very end you would she was like our kid sister and it was it's hard because you try and push yourself out there to help her as much as you can when it comes to that so you go look I'll do that I'll do this interview and I'll do that but they don't want you they want the lead singer and in the end she ended up having to leave Ireland to move away to get some peace um, on that note let's take a quick break we mm-hmm. will be coming back to this but like, we're going to take a song right now uh, from the second album we're going to do from No Need to Argue this is Ode to My Family on Today FM <laughs>
gorgeous. That's Ode to My Family by the Cranberries, live here on Today FM. And we've got more coming from the lads in just a few minutes. So many of your messages are coming in. They're reading them all. And on the way, we have got some of your stories about the Cranberries. And we'll be hearing new music from the album In The End, which was released today. It's Chats and Tunes with the Cranberries on Today FM. We're in O'Connell's Chat and Tunes with the Cranberries on Today FM. That is the pressure from the brand new album from the Cranberries in the end. And I am joined by Mike and Noel Hogan and Fergal Lawler from the band. Guys, thank you so much for being here today on your Thanks. release Thanks day, which is very exciting. But uh, the pressure, that's something that we were just talking about and how mm. the pressure got to you on the third album. Did you all, the way you've got a WhatsApp group now, Fergal, and you're having a great old time <laughs> with the WhatsApp group. Yeah. At that time, were you like, do you know what, I do love you, but I just don't want to see you? Or, or what was the situation? We were all completely burnt out and needed to take a break from it because it was touring nonstop, then straight into the studio to record and then back out on tour. So yeah, we, we were sick of it and it, it, the fun had gone out of it and, you know, we just needed to get away. So from all that, Mike, you know, when this happened in 96, you know, to the Faithful Department, everything like that is going on and you've cancelled tours uh, in Australia and Europe. <laughs> Did you ever break up? No. No, no, we didn't. No. no. I think the, the word was that we had broken up, but we never had. We just said we just needed to sit back and take a break from it and take a break from each other for for a while as well. Like, and How'd you you take know, there was a break no from, arguments. Like, How do you no take a break from your brother? <laughs> <laughs> easy. Is it easy? It's easier than you think. <laughs> I was just about to say, <laughs> I've like, mastered it. <laughs> did it get to the stage where you were like, ah, now I miss them? Because I know that, that with Dolores, she said herself that, you know, mm. there was an eight month break mm. and she mm. was like, ah, no, can't do this any longer. Like, I, I miss yeah. the lads. Yeah, she was deadly. Like, she'd be finish this turn as lads we'll take a few years out you know and then <laughs> two weeks later it'd be hard you'd see the number coming up you'd be like I know what this is she'd be like what are you up to I'd be like not much we're doing our album on board it was like and that was we'd all get that call so you knew and we yeah. used to look at each other when she'd say it in the dressing room can't wait to finish you know, and you'd be thinking, yeah. we will be barely off the plane and <laughs> she'll be off Born again. Yeah. yeah. Were you ever told, lose the accents? Noel, that no. was for you. No. They might have said it behind closed doors, but... Yeah. But the first time when we went to America was, you had to yeah. learn to slow the accent down, like, and mm. the voice down, and I had major issues over there. Yeah, yeah. So what used your accent be, Mike? How, how, quick, was how, how quickly would you talk? Being oh, a Limerick woman, Jesus. I know how. Do you know what I mean, kid? Would you be no, talking about going cage, to termites you know, all the yeah, time? Do you know? Like, I'm just going to go out to Tom and Yeah, if you like that, yeah, you'd be good. Speak really fast, and then and and. Our American crew. When 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 we used to be having a few drinks after a gig, we'd say those first few albums. They'd be there. What language you guys speaking? And like English. Oh really? <laughs> so they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't understand you it. For the subtitles coming <laughs> yeah. up underneath. And you know when you sometimes when you're brought and you do the you do the Osqualga a few bits. Oh yeah, you know, throw a few. We don't really have to when you're from no. Limerick. No, <laughs> no. 
Just speed it up. Just speed it up a bit. Yeah. And it. no one has a clue. <laughs> Do that. Let's talk about some of the fans because we have been getting so many messages. Oh and can I just say, Cranberries fan sites, you're the most amazing thing in the entire world. Fergal, I think I know what time you do your movements to be honest at this stage <laughs> sorry I don't know why I said that for no you can handle it we all know they know so <laughs> much yeah. about you yeah. they're yeah. wonderful brilliant like brilliant. to have that sort of support is pretty amazing for Probably, this amount yeah. of years like yeah. um, Kay Sims um, I first came across Dolores before she became famous with the Cranberries we used to go see her in the Granary in Limerick on a Friday night uh, we were um, captivated with her fantastic voice Kay really now Everyone's always like, I saw Cranberries before they were famous. Uh, Jack Walker used to play in the canteen of Moylish College before they were uh, the famous great band that they are. Mary Louise Quinn, I remember going to gigs when they were called the Cranberries. Saw us at home in Limerick, best gigs ever. Such an amazing voice and music that entranced us all. Uh, They're such a lovely group of people and she was a lovely lady. Uh, Teresa O'Hanlon, I saw Dolores and the lads in the point years ago in the early 90s. Uh, She sang in her bare feet, haunting voice. Anyone remember? remember that great concert um, Dolores and the Cranberries were constantly played in my house her haunting Irish gift of a voice made you listen to the lyrics and there's one here from Thomas Knapik from Long Amp Poland that we received and it says around seven years ago when I got my first electric guitar I was posing in the Cranberry shirt looking like Noel in the early 90s and now after following my dreams and creating a worldwide company known as Long Amp building handmade guitar effects and pedals I have personal contact with my guitar hero and more than this I'm building his very own guitar effect that's right it's hard for me yeah, to describe my love and dedication to this band and how much they influenced my life I didn't realise the backstory. I just <laughs> he's got a picture now, where you know he no longer, longer needs that pedal <laughs> <laughs> oh god <That's> just, <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, that's always that's always good. Um, now we are going to play a song on the way, and it's a song that I was recently introduced to by a teenager who's in work experience, and they said, "Oh my God, you need to listen to this song. It's from a brand called the Cranberries. You really should get on them." Dreams is up next on Today <laughs> FM. Chat and tunes with the Cranberries and Today FM's Mwiran O'Connell. You're listening to Today FM, it's Maureen O'Connell with you and we're doing chats and tunes with the Cranberries. I am still holding... Mike hmm. and Noel and Fergal hostage and as I just mentioned there a teenager came up to me and they were like you should really get on this band the Cranberries they're amazing <laughs> and I think it has to do with Dairy Girls right. oh yeah, yeah. it's just been brilliant actually it's, yeah. just, it's hysterical like do you watch it Fergal? yeah, yeah love it from, from the start I loved it it's like you're their unofficial house band did you know you were going to be no. used as much in Dairy I, Girls I, I remember watching the very first uh, episode and Dreams kind of was a, was a start of it and there was a Cranberries poster in the background I was like oh my god look at this well you're an up and coming band according to a lot of 16 year olds so there's yeah. hope yeah. for you yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> did you know Noel you were going to be used that much yeah. in the series yeah you get these things through kind of checks yeah <laughs> after <laughs> you gotta say yes first <laughs> yeah so, so when they came to you and said we're doing this 
Yeah. 1990s They give you a kind of a quick rundown of what it is and um, yeah. and it sounded like a good show so but I mean I did not realise how much they were going to use our songs. I mean normally, It's every episode now. It's every yeah. episode it's and it's like a really big part usually that it's in and uh, it's yeah it's it's mad watching it um, but it's great and, and the fact the show is so good as well oh. you know it's nice. It's not more to sing your song and Something bad. What yeah. What have you been on that you haven't liked? Can't. Oh, Charmed. Karate Kid. Well, yeah, she played Lloyd. Really that kid. was like a, a Karate Kid a few years ago. Charmed, yeah. You did. <laughs> With Charmed. Absolute what? cringe factor. It, and yeah, that's yeah. always on, that episode always gets repeated. It is. Yeah. Because yeah. Always on. So that was when Prue, Shannon Doherty, was in it. That's right. Yeah. As well with Lissa uh, Milano. Yeah. So when you got asked to do that, Fergal... You look haunted. We were young and needed Worst the money. Let's put it that way. Worst thing ever, really and truly. I went to school picking yeah, all my since. kids. Another parents go, I saw you on TV the other day. <laughs> and like, it's always charmed. I know before yeah. they finish the sentence. Like, charmed. Charmed. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what we'll be remembered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the good stuff, like. Um, and then, I don't know if any of you were at the All-Ireland final last year. The oh, hurling final. Away. So you're away. Are you hurling fans? Uh, I like yeah. hurling. And that no. is a tumble. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, she asking no, hurling. Yes, we are. Questions. I am not no, asking you hurling we questions. We are now. No. But now, the most famous show you're going to be on is Reeling in the Years because right. when Dreams was blasted out at the mm. end of the All-Ireland Hurling mm. final last year, how quickly did you become aware of it now? Straight away, my phone went, like, <clears throat> just started hopping around the table with all people I knew were at it filming it. and Yeah. Yeah, so, like, instantly... It just, but I think they had won another game before it, and they sang dreams at that as they well. They did win another game that to get to the, the final. Final. Yeah. That would be the semi-final. Yeah, this is me in sport now. I'm in the wrong. Uh, He's the wrong really guy to be asking that. Here. Yeah, but uh, but they had quarterfinal, semi-final, and final. That's how it goes. There's even qualifiers. I wish you got that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never. <laughs> It's kind of nice that you yeah. are. You're always being like you're always going to be linked with Limerick as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like great. Great when it of. did, I have to say, like <coughs> everyone started crying inside the stadium when it mm. happened. Mm. Is it nice to be able to make people cry, Fergal? Yeah. Good. Good. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Great. If you saw us break dance, you'd even cry a bit more. <laughs> I'm telling you, lads. Wait for it. Dancing with the stars. I'll be calling after this interview. Wouldn't that be lovely? You can one-up Charmed by going on Dancing with the Stars. It'll be fine. Um, Paolo is from Mexico, uh, one of your biggest friends. She sent us a lovely email about you, and it was a lovely email. Um, we're we're getting it uh, bound right now, and we'll put it give it to you in pieces. That long. It was it was it was uh, epic. I would mm. say Homer has nothing on it. Mm. Uh, so my dream of seeing them live in concert came true in two thousand and two. I was seventeen years old, and it was my first time going to a gig. So my brother and I travelled from our home to Mexico City. It was eight to nine hours by bus. It was like going to a pilgrimage to see my gods. And she's asking, what is the most treasured memory you have of Dolores? Mike. Um, I suppose if we go back to the early days, I think of those times the most, you know, when this was like talking about the first day she showed up and for um, <clears throat> the rehearsals and stuff like that. Um, you know, just, I mean, she was always up for a laugh and, 
you used to have, have great fun like in doing the early shows, the small clubs and all things like that really, you know. Be. Do you have a treasured memory of your time in the group together? Like you're, you're still doing your thing, Fergal. Is there something that sticks out? Yeah, those early tours definitely. When, even, even when nobody knew us when we were touring around the UK and around Europe, it was just great fun. Noel? Yeah, like those times I guess, you know, when you do the first time for everything, first demo, first album, first time it released, first gig, you know, to go from playing in a room with our friends a few years earlier to this, it's just, you know, you wouldn't change it for anything. Five chords, lads. He knew five chords. Pick up a guitar now. Uh, I know sword. six now. Come on. <laughs> so what's next? A lot of people are hoping that you're going to remaster loads of things and that you're going to keep on giving us stuff, Noel. Or, or um, well, like, there'll be probably anniversary editions of albums. Like, there was the first one which came out last October. Yeah. And the plan is for the second album is 25 years old this October. So that's been kind of worked on at the moment unfortunately I don't think it's going to be as big a box set as the first one because we had tons that was never released or people didn't know about for that first album because mm. it was before anyone knew us but since you know we, we became big then and everything kind of got released as we went along so the album is called In The End <coughs> it is truly a wonderful piece of work it definitely does have it's just got the first two albums kind of written all yeah, over it again with this that, joy. Yeah. Mm. It's very, but yet it's new and it's fresh mm. and it's mm. something completely different. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm just going to be honest, you're going to bawl your eyes out uh, listening to some of them. Uh, it is fantastic. Make sure that you get a copy. It is out today. Can I say a huge thank you to Noel Hogan, Mike Hogan and Fergal Lawler. The Cranberries, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, the kids. <laughs> We're in O'Connell's chat and tunes with the Cranberries on Today FM.